Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Centering CX with me, Cordia Clark. Today, we have an interesting talk for you. Um, we'll be talking to Lydia Rose, who is the general manager of one of the local collective rights management organizations, JCAP. Lydia will be taking us through the role and function that JCAP plays within the creative industries and you know, the business side of the industry. And um, because we're centering CX, of course, our conversation will focus more on what it is that they do for their members and how they serve their clients. And especially in this COVID environment, you know, what um, steps they would have taken to ensure that their membership and clients are okay <laughs> during this period. Let's, let's, let's leave it there for now. Um, hi, Lydia. Thanks for joining us. Good to have you. Thank you for having me, Claudio, and um, it's a pleasure to be here. Great. Great. All right. So I'm just going to ask you to take the lead, Lydia, in, um, in helping us to understand, um, you know, the role of JCAP, the function that it plays with respect to members and client, your clients. Okay. All right. So JCAP, which is the acronym for the Jamaica Association of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. We are a collective management society. Under the Copyright Act of Jamaica 1993, we are listed as licensing bodies. And what licensing bodies do uh, um, all across the world, not only in Jamaica, um, is that we, are, we represent the bridge between the users of music and the creators of music. So our members would be the creators. And when individuals, companies, or whoever who have not created the music wants to use the music, we call it the work, they would have to um, have a license. Mm -hmm. And the Copyright Act state that you cannot use someone's work, the song, without their permission, or you would be infringing. So licensing bodies are there to ensure that if you do want to use the work, that you can request a license and to be able to use the work. So okay. that is, in a nutshell, is what a licensing body do. We do represent not only Jamaican members, we represent members throughout the world through reciprocal agreements, which is other similar societies we call sister societies. Okay. Great. All right. So um, as a creator, how would I get to benefit from the services of JCAP? Okay. So as a creator, you would join JCAP and as I said before you don't even have to join JCAP once you have joined a collective uh, collecting society or a licensing body throughout the world to which we have an agreement if your work is used in any form in Jamaica then we would issue our license and collect and then we would remit that money to you wherever you are through your societies okay great so that's all Oh, excellent. All right. So part of what we want to explore um, in a very clear way today is the experience that, you know, your members and the clients, those who would need to get a license from Jacob, the experience that they would undergo in trying to access your services. So if you could just in a more detailed way for me, let's say I'm a Jamaican creator and um, you can include in your response, you know, the categories of creators who would be eligible for membership in Jacob. Um, what that process looks like to become a member, you know, the various steps in the process, just so we can explore, you know, whether it's an exhaustive process or whether you have made it simple enough for persons to access um, 
you know, the benefits of JCAP. And similarly, on the client side, those who need to get a license or permit, in, in your case, you know, how exhaustive a process is that or how simple a process is that? Okay. Very simple on both sides. So if you are a creator and we represent users of, um, creators of music, remember copyright or intellectual property, you have different categories. So you have literary, you have the producers, which is the neighboring right. We actually represent the copyright in the music. So we would represent the person who wrote the lyrics, the lyricist, the person who created the rhythm, as we say, or the composer, and we represent the publisher of the work. Those persons, once you would have fit that criteria, then you would come to JCAP and three published work. And the reason why we ask for a published work, meaning that the work is in the public domain being used, is that for us to serve you, we have to pay you. And right. if your work is not being used for us to collect money in order to pay you, then right. it, it would be that you would therefore say that we are not serving you. Right. So mm -hmm. that's why we ask for that. And then we have a one-time annual fee of 2,500 Jamaican dollars okay. for persons to join. Meaning that once you have joined, then you are a member of JCAP for life. And okay. then you would, have, you would earn all the benefits. Now, the benefits are, if RGR uses your music on the radio, then we will issue a license to RGR, which we call a blanket license or annual license. And once your music, again, is played, then we would be able to pay you from what we would collect. That goes for if it is a party, that goes if you go on tour, then if you are on tour, then persons in those similar territories would collect on your behalf, send to JCAP, and then JCAP would pay you. So it's just a simple process. That's the two, that's the two requirements, right? So I have to I have turn around two songs. And mm -hmm. right, so I have three release songs and I have done a, is it a paper application or online application? Both. We, okay. we, you can visit our website or you can come into the office or you can email us. Okay. So I've submitted what it is that you require and I imagine, you know, the usual identification, etc. would be required. I've submitted the requirements. How long does it take for you to process that application? It takes five days from um, your applying, um, you, you're paying the, the required fees and the board um, signs off every week on applications that would have come in for that. So the maximum time is five days, but it can take less. Okay. And then how, to, how, how soon before I fall into that earning pool? How, how early before I would qualify for um, royalties is what you pay? Right. Once you become a member, you know, because if you become a member tomorrow, today, and we are processing a distribution within a week or two, then you would fall within that. Um, once you become a member, there is an international system called IPI system, which is your identifier personal number. Okay. Once we upload your name and all the other requisite information into that system, okay. any society throughout the world that is doing a distribution would pick up your name and it would fall in the, their distribution as well as our distribution process. So it doesn't take long for you to start earning. Excellent. Excellent. All right. All right, so the same thing on the client end now. I operate a business, you know, a bar, a restaurant, and I, I need to get a license, or you have 
told me that I need to get a license for the music that I play. I've told you. <laughs> no, I haven't told you. The copyright act, <laughs> the copyright act say that it's a legal requirement in Jamaica. I mean, you can't walk into a rental place and say, okay, let me a car. I'll use it. No, it's the same thing. Um, the requirement is that if you're using um, works, which is property, remember that the, the act defined it as property, then you have to seek permission. Yeah. So if it is that you want to, you want to use a song uh, that is copyrighted, remember you have songs that are in public domain, but this song is copyrighted. Then once you contact JCAP, it takes um, oh, thir- 10 minutes for you to get the information. Mm-hmm. And... It all depends on how soon you want to pay. So we have several different types of license. We have blanket license. Mm-hmm. Those license we would issue to persons such as um, hotels, um, radio stations, persons who would be using music for um, a protracted period. Right. Uh-huh. right. And not knowing what, or what type of music or when they will want to access the music, etc. Right. So, license- so we give them a year. Correct, a yearly blanket license. And then we have the other license, which we call transactional, which we call one-off usage. And those would go for parties, um, sponsorship of an event, even free events. And though you're having a free event, whatever reason, you're still using public property. Right. So you still, those licenses will be far cheaper than if you are using it for commercial games. And usually it takes um, less than an hour for you to acquire those licenses. Okay, so unlike um, other licensing or licenses or permissions which are required for the hosting of an event, you're saying that within an hour of your event even taking place, you could um, issue a, a permit for that? That's correct. Okay. And um, notably, our tariffs are online, on our, so that would also give us whoever is a Applying for license as what license fee would We have various means of um, payments. You can pay through NCB, you can pay through Paymaster, and or you can contact us and you can do it over the phone. I mean, during COVID, mm-hmm. it will have to come in. Okay. But previously, persons could have come in for okay. that. Persons able to apply for any of the licenses fully online? No, you, well. We, we are currently up, upgrading our website, which includes um, changing our entire system, which should be completed by end of year. But currently, you can apply online by just sending us an email, mm-hmm. and then we would respond. Or you can call us over the phone, and the business will be started. Okay, great. All right. So those timelines are, are good though, because that's one of the things in terms of customer experience. Sometimes, you know, we have these requirements and you want to, you want to follow through, but then the turnaround time is, you know, longer than you, you are willing to appreciate. So it's good that you have that both on the membership side and the client, um, you know, the licensing side as well. Okay, Lydia, so you are dealing with um, creators, uh, many, of, many of whom would be accustomed to getting, you know, money up front from their shows and so on. Um, but in ordinary times, also, they're accustomed to getting their money from JCAP. Um, now, with things like curfews and, you know, ban on international travel or restrictions on international travel, I imagine that royalties as a source of income has become even more important to, to some of them, you know, just from the mere fact that they're still able to earn for, um, you know, from, you know, means like broadcasting and from even other territories. How have you found it in terms of... Um, 
maybe even calls to the office? Are, are you finding more persons checking up in terms of when royalties will be ready? Is there a greater demand for you to be <laughs> um, finding sources of royalties and paying out? What has been the like? What's the engagement been like? Okay, so definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely the entertainment sector, as you know, have been affected tremendously with a fall off in revenue. And majority of our members who usually tour, they would have been earning um, upfront. Um, definitely have been calling. We had to put um, mitigating circles where we can and have assisted our members. We actually did a care package from the beginning of COVID. We did it twice. Okay. We gave our um, certificates for members. What made up the care package at packages at the start of COVID was um, certificates to our members for, for pharmaceutical items, you know, medicine, those okay. who wanted um, to access those um, without being able to earn. We also had supermarket vouchers, mm. you know, just to take care of basic needs of our members. Another thing we did was we moved up our distribution schedule. So where it was um, in July, we moved it up um, to April, April, June, and our distribution that would have fallen in November, we moved it up to September in order that our members could earn more quickly and um, be able to sustain themselves. Um, yes, as you said, we, were, we continue to, have, to receive fund, um, money for distribution from our sister societies, because as I had said before, we have reciprocal agreements, so right. we would still be getting um, earning from the US, from the UK, from Germany, from France, from as far as Australia and South America, mm -hmm. which we were able to distribute um, as we got it to our members during this time. Mm -hmm. um, locally, we were able to still sustain ourselves and be able to distribute because remember, um, they, although the hotels were closed, they were closed for a short period, um, radio station, media houses, they were still on here. On, um, using our products so we were able to collect right. you had bar restaurants etc that we although entertainment just fell off we were able to collect from those other sources continuously so okay. we were able to um, hold our own and be able to maintain our um, efficient service to our members okay there are people who would have in ordinary times said you know why do why do they why do creators still have to earn from the, for instance, the broadcast of their music when, you know, they would have already purchased a copy of the work and so on. And this COVID context has really just brought into focus the importance of copyright, you know, and the importance of yeah. being able to continually earn from the use of their music. Um, I, I should have asked this at the, at the start of the, um, of the show, but can you just contextualize for us the different categories of rights from which your members are benefiting or can benefit generally? And you can always point out to those that are that from which they're actively earning now in the Jamaican context. Okay, well, the, the most important rights which um, creators earn from is actually public performance, which the Copyright Act speaks clearly to. Mm -hmm. And that is once um, a, a work or a song is played in the public in whatever means and for whatever means, then they are um, eligible to earn. And that is a chunk of the IP rights that they would have. Um, streaming is another right that um, 
and, and download. But as we know, streaming, the bulk of it is not, um, I would say, regional-centric. Right. To Originating elsewhere. This region right now, right? Mm -hmm. The bulk of it is, is more in the north of Right. So even though they earn from the YouTube and so it is still a fraction of what they would have, they are able to earn from public performance. Another right that they, um, we represent that our members earn is um, sync rights, synchronization rights, where when you um, put images to music, then you are actually supposed to um, get a license for that. So a lot of ads, etc they would have been able to earn from it once their music is being used. Okay. Um, then you also have the mechanical rights, and that is actually sale of physical, as it's said, a physical recording, a physical um, song. Um, now it is MP3, etc. But that market in Jamaica is very, I mean, minimal, right? We earn... Um, most of our mechanical earning is from North America, the US, etc., where it is very structured. Even um, in Trinidad, it is, it is more structured than in Jamaica. But that is another form of earning that um, creators can earn. But as I said, the bulk of it is public performance when the music is used for the public. Okay, cool. All right. So you had mentioned earlier in terms of member creators and members' ability to earn, it depends largely on you know, their catalog being active. Now, I can imagine that during these times when the queries come in, you know, you probably have had to have, have that conversation a little bit more than usual. Um, yeah. what, I, what I want to touch on though, have you been able to observe any trends? Have you been able to get any insights from the, uh, let's say, you know, the information that you're getting, even from the Jamaican space, uh, about what music is being used that could, uh, uh, you know, be to the benefit of those who have inactive works. It has gotten worse during COVID period because remember, before pre COVID, um, works that would have been created during the 80s, the 70s, even up to the 90s, you had a, quite a few um, oldies parties, we would say, right? And most of those works would have been used in those parties and would have been licensed and they would be able to earn. Now, during the COVID period, it is mostly media houses. And the media houses, except on a Sunday, as you know, uh, that would sometimes play. Right. Uh -huh. um, majority of it, um, unfortunately, is um, North American music. And, and even the rap is, 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 is being played quite a lot. Um, Dancehall, um, we have seen as falling off a bit. I don't know if. Um, I don't know why, because again, for us, most of the dancehall music would have been would have seen being played in the parties right. and in those places because of the type of music that radio normally shy away from those music. Right. So um, that would have also fallen off. So we go back to the regular um, reggae and um, R and B and etc. Um, being more popular right now. Okay. based on what we, we are seeing, the data logs that, that, that comes in. And just to say that we get our data, we have a system called BMAT mm -hmm. that is able to track um, what is played on um, all radio stations in Jamaica on mm -hmm. 24 hours. So okay. we were able to actually see the statistic um, up front of what is being played. 
Okay. All right. You mentioned that um, you know, that fall off in in dancehall music and you know, generally the parties drive what is played on radio. You know, sometimes. But have you seen a relationship between the new registrations and um, and and what is being played? Is it because we have not really been producing much uh, much of that type of music, much dancehall over the year and a half? Why perhaps radio doesn't have anything new to play? Because dancehall is usually you know current. Yes. It is, it's, that, it's that part of our culture which keeps us going. It's probably the most current part of our culture. It feeds a lot of what is current or is driven by a lot of what is current. So if we're not producing it, um, then radio doesn't really have that. And, and, and you, you touched on a key point to say the, the, the events or parties would have been driving the dance hall. But, so I would not say that it's not being produced because... Um, I can I'm more than likely say that more is being produced. Okay. But because we are not having the parties, we are not having the live events where persons can say, okay, this is what we want to hear and, and, and so forth to drive what the media houses will play, then I would say that would be the, the reason why there would have been a follow-up. Not necessarily because it's not being produced. Okay, so you're seeing new registrations for, for that? Yes, 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 yes. The registration hasn't stopped. They have even gotten okay. more. Okay. Um, you know, more, more, more music is coming in. Um, but again, as I said, certain songs, as you can imagine, we can't censor songs because we, um, but certain songs will not be, be, be played. And again, oh, right. quite a few of the songs are not being played on radio because they're not the, the, the um, parts. Right. Is not being kept or should not have been keeping. Let right. me put it that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you mentioned on the licensing side that you're working on, you know, revamping your platform as opposed to allow for online applications and so on. On the membership end, is there anything that you'll be doing going forward um, that has been in informed perhaps by this COVID experience? Yes. Well, on. Um, the membership end, which ties in with our new platform, is that a member will be able to go in and be able to access all his information. He'll be able to see all his statements, be able to see from exactly which region um, he's earning, down to which part, um, which event would have, you know, been reporting, etc. So we are trying to 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 get a platform to take it all the way down to the granular level where if it is that you're earning in Morocco and you need to go to Morocco, mm -hmm. our members will be able to see that and not um, as it is right now, unfortunately, where um, all statements is um, it's grouped. Okay. It will tell you the territory, but it won't tell you which section, whether it's on radio okay. or whether it's a part, etc. you are earning from. Okay, so, so that is a big step. Transparency of the statements in and of themselves. Yeah. And the, okay, fantastic. Correct. Yeah. And, and another thing for the members is that they will be able to go in and upload their works themselves. Currently, they submit it to the office and we upload it and, and enter it into our database. They'll be able to manage that themselves. They're able to see all their works, mm -hmm. to see um, exactly the splits, etc. So we're trying, I mean, with COVID comes opportunity uh -huh. and we have used the time to try and re-engineer and look at our system and how best we can serve our members. Okay, great. 
All right, Lord, you just touched on something that was that's very important, but I still want to ask, you know, because you remember um, sister societies, um, but of course you'd want, I imagine you'd want your Jamaican creators to think of Jacob as, you know, their first choice. Uh, you would know how your sister um, organizations operate because you do business with them. As a creator, uh, if I know about the options, my international options, if I know that I can go directly to, let's say, a, a BMI or an ASCAP BMI. or so on, warrior sister, sister societies, if I know that I have those options, what about JCAP should really pull me home? What about JCAP should really have me considering keeping my membership local? Okay. Well, the first thing you would consider is if, if it is that those societies are able to um, have enough, um, I would say, what is it? Um, if it is these societies are able to be able to invest their members' repertoire um, to the administration by JCAP in this region, um, in Jamaica, then obviously JCAP is doing something right. Um, the, the next thing that I would say that Jamaicans should look out for is that can you walk into an ASCAP, a PRS, or a BMI and ask any question in regards to what you would want to know in regards to even your statement? Right? Will they be able to give, um, offer the training that JCAP currently offer every quarter to members? Because we have members forum. Okay. Right? Will you be able to go and sit with the CEO and speak to the CEO? I would say no, because the first thing you'd have to take a, um, a flight out, because I mean, and when you, even if you take a flight to the UK, um, you're not going to be on front desk. <laughs> yes, you understand? So, and need to have some national pride as well build your national society and have it work for you that's what i i say to per persons and normally if you looked at all the opportunities that um is open to you from a local society then you would realize that no it's best you join jacob gotcha. all right great on the licensing side for those who need to get their permits and um licensing i suppose the event markets would be mostly permits um, now, they would have been, you know, out of that process for a little bit. It's been a year and so for most of them who would normally comply, they haven't been getting their licenses. Um, what do you expect that relationship or engagement to be like when we open back fully? Are you expecting compliance to go right back to where it was? Are you expecting a fight? Are you expecting, what, what's our expectations and how are you planning for that? Where we live in Jamaica. Taxes, they don't even want to pay no taxes. <laughs> so over the years, we had was to really um, do a lot of engagement with, with the users just to, um, just to let them know why they have to pay, right? Um, not paying for a year and, 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 and months, I expect that we are going to have to go right back to, the, to starting from ground level to advise them to, to try and... Um, I won't say curse, but to, you know, for them to see the benefit, because as you said before, if it is not stark with COVID as to why a creator needs to earn so that you can continually be able to create, I mean, uh -huh. you would have to see that and, and have the understanding that you want to earn, but your earnings is dependent on the music that is created. 
Yeah. No, for you to continue to earn, for you to continue having your bars, for you to, I mean, I, I say to promoters, if, if the music is the main ingredient, that's the first thing you should ensure that permit you ensure that you have. Yeah. Because without the music, you're going to have a, a, a poem, a poetry site, or, or just a social gathering. Right. And within 10 minutes, people will be leaving because there is no entertainment. Yeah. Right? So the music is that important. It's the main ingredient. I mean, person who said, but I have to pay cases. Yes. But I mean, these are secondary right. because if you're going to put on an event, it is all about the music. Yeah. Persons all say, but when I do uh, my all-inclusive, people don't come for the music. They come for the ambience. They come for the food. You can stay home and eat. You can put your own backdrop and have your own ambience. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? They come for the music and to socialize. And remember the energy it's that the music entire, gives. Um, yeah. right? Ambience is just um, something that is there. It doesn't give you any yeah. energy, yeah. right? It doesn't en en enable you to socialize. Yeah. That is what the music is for. So yeah. we do hope that um, persons will be more receptive. Um, we are open, open to all um, persons coming in. And, 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 and at this point, we do understand that we also will have to, to, to give discounts and, and you know, Give, give things for persons because they also weren't earning. Mm -hmm. We also have to look at that. Right. So we will have to do things that will enable them to have parties, get, get themselves all to grow, etc. So we are open to give rebates, discount, whatever it is that is required. But we do, we do want persons to come in and talk and not try to, as we say in Jamaica, go around the thing and have their events and then we have to run them down and we have to carry them um, to, 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 to get payment, etc. So we are open that we will see pre-COVID um, compliance, mm -hmm. but if that is not so, we still have to work back towards where we were. Right. And I guess it doesn't hurt for that communication to even start now because I imagine that a lot, there are people who are seeing an opportunity in events even now. You know, so we've been down a note, and you know, we're feeling like people will need a little bit more. So, they're likely will be new players in the market, and so it doesn't hurt to get that communication out early, you know, so they understand what these, you know, the obligations on these side, this side are. We did do a collab with, with Jams on a press release which came out in the Sunday and um, Sunday Glean and Sunday Observer, and we did advise that we would be giving, um, rebates and discount to enable the market because the market right now is, is, is thundering and as soon as it open hopefully it will be opening very soon sooner than later right, right? so that persons can start earn because when you think of everybody would have suffered because remember when you have an event you have the peanut man you have the hairdresser you have the dressmaker I mean, you have the food man outside, etc. So they would all have been suffering. And it's not like they would have been qualified to jump to another right. way of earning, just right. like that, right? So they are sitting also waiting on the, in the um, entertainment industry to, to, to reopen. So when it does, as I said, hopefully sooner than later, we want everybody to work, to build back the, an industry that right now is building. Okay. As a member of JCAP, how would you expect me to 
be feeling now in terms of representation that has been made with respect to reopening up, up reopening of the sector? Do you feel that you mentioned that there has been, you know, collaboration with the other collecting society, the one that represents producers and performers, that's Jamaica Music Society. So you, you have together um, put forward a position. Right. As a member of one or both of those organizations, um, do you, would you expect me to feel proud of the representation made? Do you feel that you have done enough in, um, in representing the organization and its members, uh, you know, to, to those who hold a reign on the reopening of the of the sector? Definitely. I mean, I, I, I speak um, as Jacob and I can speak also for Jams. Not only did we do um, a, a press release together, but we have been having meetings with um, government and, and other persons behind the scene and um, putting forward our position, putting forward um, even with the survey by the Ministry of Culture, we, I, I made sure that JCAP members, and we were told that we were the bulk, our members were the bulk of those who responded, giving them statistics as to how COVID has affected our members and the members themselves giving statistics as to how they have been affected mm -hmm. so that um, all of that can be put in the mix and looked at by government when they decide or how they decide um, to reopen the industry. Okay, excellent. All right, um, Lydia, I'm very happy to have picked up from the conversation some of the, the gems that I did. I mean, it's very, the conversation really is to explore the, um, the experience that you're providing to your members and to your, 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 um, those who need licenses from you as well. And what I'm hearing is that it's a seamless process to become a member, to apply for membership. I mean, that five-day turnaround time is decent because, of course, you'll need to be doing your um, verifications because essentially we're dealing with rights and ownership of rights. So I imagine there, that's a fair time for you to review um, things of that nature. And then on the licensing side, we're talking about uh, one hour. And in one case, you mentioned like 10 minutes. Providers provide you with the information and within a 10-minute period, they can get the information you need to pay for your permit. So even as we look towards reopening, what we're seeing is um, for those who need to comply with JCAP, there really is no excuse because there's no barrier there where the customer experience aspect of getting a permit or a license is concerned. And that is awesome. You know? Yes. Um, yes. And, and just to say, it, 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 it feels good and it will, um, beholds persons and will be able to build the industry. Because um, it's not a matter of um, complying with Jacob, it's a matter of complying with the law, right? right? Um, we work closely with, with the Jamaica Intellectual Property Office to disseminate the information as to why there is a copyright act, mm -hmm. right? We have signed on, the government has signed on to various treaties, mm -hmm. right, upholding um, intellectual property. So it is good for the citizens to ensure and continue on the part that complying with the law is a, is, is, is a good thing to do. And intellectual property is, is one such law that they need to comply with. I am in full agreement with you, but I cannot overemphasize how the experience in compliance must be a good one. I have been for, for, for people to consider it, you know. I've been waiting on um, my renewed driver's license for, I think we're going into about 30 days now. As promised, 20 days. Oh, 
And then that's a renewal. So you already have the information out of union, but here I am waiting and I'm expected to comply with the requirement for a, a driver's license. Well, 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 the licensing bodies who operate under the Copyright Act, you have no way to wait because we are very, we have to be very quick because we have to um, be very efficient for our members to earn. Yeah. And they depend on us to do it. Right. Yeah. And I'm very happy to hear that, you know, you, you, you're conscious of the, of those facts you know you're conscious of the need to be efficient of course you have the members who also will be breathing down your back you know concerning royalties and um you know that compliance market because they were starting from a place where they don't necessarily want to be doing it so for you to you know guide them or cushion them you you have to have efficient processes and um what i'm hearing it's fear and um it it it, you're, you're aligned to support them complying, and that is important. Totally, totally. And, and, and persons, um, creators in Jamaica, um, we do realize, Jay, um, <clears throat> on our side, JCAP, that we have to compete with the ASCAPs of the world and the BMI. PRS has been around for more than 100 years, right? So we have to ensure our processes are as transparent as possible and is in line with international standards so that we can do what is best for our members in a very efficient manner. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Lydia. It was a good talk. I'm, I'm sure your members are, well, I, based on what I'm hearing, they should be proud of their local organization. And um, I, 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 <laughs> I look forward perhaps to talking to you again um, you know, after the place has reopened, just to see how that experience of serving the, especially the public performance market, the events market in particular, how that is going. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm just going to ask you to share contact information, both for members and, you know, licensees as well. Okay. So our contact information is um, telephone number 876-948-5937 or 876 876- Nine four eight six four three nine, and our email is jcap at jcap j a c a p jamaica j a m a i c a dot com, and of course our website is jcapjamaica.com. Okay, are you doing full days? Um, eight thirty to four nine to five. Eight thirty to four thirty. But of course, once an email comes in to jcap at jcapjamaica.com. It, you will get a response within a um, couple of seconds. Okay, great. Fantastic. Uh, thanks again, Lydia. Thanks so much. Um, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Centering CX. Uh, Jacob here just spitting us in on what's happening over there. You know, sometimes we hear of these organizations, especially those that we need to comply with, and um, there can be judgment from outside <laughs> uh, without knowing how it is that they are shaping themselves to serve their members. You know, we may take certain positions, but Lydia has just filled us in nicely on, you know, the experience that their members um, encounter. And even for those who need to comply, you know, how simply a process it is to, to, to comply with that um, legal obligation um, concerning, you know, copyright compliance. Um, that's everyone. And we'll catch you again next time for another good talk, centering matters of customer experience.